Okay, hello everyone, and uh, we've got the next topic of our series of conversations around ceremonial culture. So this time we're going to discuss reciprocity in ceremony and beyond, and that's quite a topic, I'd say. That's quite a topic because uh, it's one of the most popular concepts around New Age and back to the roots movements, and yet I think it's really hardly understood practically unless you do really practice that. And uh, that's one of these things that cannot be grasped only theoretically. So one needs to get some practical experience. And we're going to look into that. So why is it actually a topic? First of all, any ceremony, but like specifically the type of healing ceremonies we are dealing with are definitely a communal experience. And once it's approached in a traditional setting, it's definitely something that is done within a container of community life. Not in the sense that uh, it is a group. That's actually not that important, whether it's a group or one-on-one session or whatever it is. In the context of healing work and uh, guidance work, the notion of communal experience is uh, not about number of people, but rather about their interrelationship, the way they relate to each other, is to the world around, to their fellow, their fellows who are going through the same ceremonial experience, and uh, we observe it like pretty much all around. Like we observe it in, in the setting of uh, sweat lodge, for example, when Lakotas are praying and. They're praying together. That's basically the uh, root action to reinstore, reinstall the flow of community life. Whatever happens, whatever issues happen within the village or within the tribe, they would do it by restoring the connection through the communal prayer in a very particular manner. And the same happens with Shipibo. We are working with all Amazonian civilizations and Andean civilizations. Even if it is a directly healing approach, we still come together for reconnection. The villagers going to come for reconnection because the root of healing is like that. And the root of healing is not by fixing something that is abnormal or replacing or changing or getting rid of something, although this can be an important component of the healing work. But the real healing journey is about reconnecting, re-establishing the connection and uh, making the connection proper and actually making the person mindful about the connection and about why this connection exists. So we might choose to practice whatever, but within the context of our workshops and at least the approach I propagate and develop in myself is the community element uh, is the main component of that and uh, that's only because this is the root of healing and uh, if you are serious about doing the healing work that's what uh, we need to take into account so what exactly is reciprocity from this perspective and uh, for a russian ear there is a well-known very traditional concept of всем миром and this boils down to an idea of, uh, say, how a particular house is being built or a particular banya is being built in a village that uh, cannot be accomplished by one family only, but rather there will be the whole village assembling to build a house together for a villager. And uh, this is a reciprocal process because uh, then, in turn, whoever going to need to have their house built, I, as a villager, going as well take my turn and participate and uh, do my part of communal work. 
And uh, the word Miram, by the way, is quite important because uh, it etymologically stems from Mir, and Mir is not only world or peace, as we've got it in Slavic languages, but as well Mir as society. So, by the way, the notion of uh, war and peace and Tolstoy's work was actually a war and the society, Mir as the world and the society at the same time. Again, etymologically, coming from the root me in Indo-European languages, which means connecting, tying, and tying something that had become strong. Surprisingly, in Shipibo, Miraya stems from the same word, tying, Mirati. So, just for reference, okay, so in Shipibo, Hema, the village, is of such importance that it is a standalone primary element of existence alongside with uh, water, earth, and air. So the sense of mutuality is sort of in the very root of uh, the cosmovision of uh, Shipibo tradition. And in broader Indian cultures, Indian Amazon cultures, uh, we've got the concept of Aini, which is super important, pretty much is a pillar of the whole civilization, used to be the pillar of the whole civilization, which is both mutualism and reciprocity at all levels, on all levels, meaning, again, communal work and working together, but as well meaning spiritual work and understanding the interconnectedness of everything in the big chain of being. In the Therefore, whether we see or not, mutualism is the key principle here from Indian perspective, which as well allows us to see more. It's quite important because we become more thoughtful about things we cannot see and about beings that are around, not only in human form and not only in visible form. And this is actually quite healthy, being mindful about others. So, as well in Indian civilization, the toolset of Aini in communal life would uh, include times when we work for others collectively. So, like, there is one person and we do something for this person, building a house or moving something of uh, volume. As well, there will be times when the village is going to work for us and uh, this is time for gratitude, how we receive, because it's not the receiving in commercial sense of the contemporary society when we receive a good and then we, or a service and uh, we pay for that with money and it becomes transactional receiving an act of communality is a very different process because uh, in a sense we are giving way more than money in exchange and the other tool would be communal hours and communal days of work when we all together do something for the benefit of the common common legacy, common work. So there is no one person directly benefiting from this, but it's rather everyone is benefiting from this collectively. So there are three important tools, and we all can train them within the ceremonial context, and this is what we can be mindful about by being present for others and receiving and giving and uh, by being mindful of the moments when we need to be there for one particular person but again being very mindful on not imposing and projecting what we've got inside but rather to be of help so the reason why giving and receiving 
has such special meaning in ceremonial context is because it allows us to build trust and befriending. So there is no single person that is a complete alien. So like everyone is alien and everyone is friend at the same time, the differences in process. And again, this you can see in Andean civilization till now, whenever you encounter a person of Quechua or Aymara descent, and they all, you know, chew coca leaves, and they've got like this little sachet with coca leaves on all the time with them, and say, if you like the guy or the guy likes you, just like sitting nearby in the bus, you sooner or later gonna encounter him or her giving you three coca leaves beautifully arranged that is the offer to chew coca leaves together as the sign of as the sign of connection and uh, the response would be the gratitude would be metaphorically sending a dove from the heart to the person or pi would be the metaphorically the response which is very important from the perspective that a complete stranger gonna approach you by offering a heart-to-heart -heart connection. Now, if you take a contemporary civilization we are living in, it is rare to get the moment of heart-to-heart -heart connection, even with very close people who we live with, who we work with, not even thinking about strangers that we can achieve this connection with. And the reason why it is an important thing is because it makes us healthy. Having heart-to-heart -heart connection makes us healthy because then our heart gets to work in a particular manner and uh, therefore it starts being the healing engine for our total existence. As well, it creates the capacity of trust. It's not about blind trust to everything like a little child who has no idea of danger or threat, but it's rather trust being an active process that we allow ourselves to train and to develop so it has already some willpower and it has already some determination and uh, again agreement with oneself that uh, okay i can be hurt i can be hurt but uh, ultimately i cannot be hurt because the ultimately the trust i'm developing is not even with people is like with the with the world in general sense like for the quechua it would be with pachamama and with Apus, with the Mother Earth, and with the mountains, and uh, with all primary elements. So this is where we build the trust with. And by doing that, it becomes really something of permanence, something of basis and foundation for a very sustainable joy of being connected to the world. And uh, being connected to the world, in this sense, is what, again, makes us healthy on so many levels. The other component of reciprocity that I started to touch upon is receiving. And receiving something that we haven't paid for is an art in itself. Because in a sense, it makes us remember the act of generosity from our mothers. And uh, this pushes us to think that the universe is our mother in every moment that we can actually encounter that through every connection, through every act of encounter with others. And uh, approaching this process of receiving with uh, such perspective makes us more thoughtful about our own existence and the way we actually present ourselves to the world. So it's quite important too. Finally, the mutualism, the process of communality in the sense of being present for others whenever ever needed, but not by egoistically imposing one's own projections onto others, but rather 
through the active presence and compassion and intention allows us to create a very special kind of connection with the world and in the ceremony our ceremonial container is the world therefore we can create a very particular type of connection with the whole group with the whole container of the process with the ceremony itself and through that symbolically with the life with capital l with life and health why it happens because once we are opening ourselves being in a compassionate listening state we are not really talking so we are listening we are actively present and we know that our thoughts are our tools our open heart is our job and again our tool to listen actively and because of this coherence if everyone does that at the same time our state starts to change so we start to observe that everyone is actually going through the same process even though everyone has got a very individual road but the process is very similar at the same moment we start appreciating this coherence and by appreciating this coherence the coherence itself becomes an entity of observation and object for observation now through this process of observing this coherence and observing this unity we can start learning to connect to, to the unity itself and because we are all doing this this becomes something that transcends the conceptual level it becomes something of active experience so softening and uh, making more permeable boundaries of our own existence becomes possible through this process and we train actively doing this now once we can do it in a very plastic state in the state of high neuroplasticity that we have in the ceremonial context this allows us to relearn it as a pattern for our everyday life then we can observe it in everyday life once you can observe it in everyday life it becomes a component of our habits so we are building good habits through this process if we build good habits through this process then we become actually better human beings why not so that's the reason isn't it so from another perspective it is what we can call deep ecology so if we appreciate that we are connected to the world and we, tra we train in that actively we cannot avoid the fact that the world is connected to us so we are never alone and uh, we can train our mind understanding this from rational perspective that's very easy to observe if we are open to what even western science is telling us like if you consider pregnancy of a woman if you know microchimerism as a process like microchimerism is uh, when a lot stream of a woman is observed after she became pregnant even if it was a failed pregnancy or even if it was like the dozens of years after she was pregnant and delivered and perhaps in her bloodstream there will be male progenitor cells which come from placenta contact with the embryo so like embryo is exchanging cells with the woman and uh, embryo carries the dna of the father as well so from this perspective you can see that uh, even on physiological level we carry the cells of others in us which is called chimerism. And uh, furthermore, these cells are very important. Say, uh, there are cases of cardiac injury that uh, women are suffering from, and uh, these cells are very potent, like the cells from the embryos are very potent. They come directly through the bloodstream and uh, transform into cardiac cells to restore and repair the damage done by cardiac attack. So, you see, surprisingly, and uh, in a very 
special manner the fetal cell becomes a healing tool for the woman itself for herself now this is the way nature shows us that uh, mutualism exists on so many profound levels and this is exactly the way the development of us as human beings works in biological level now why shouldn't it work on all other levels as well if you consider the abundance of living beings inside of our bodies trillions of living beings that they have their own dna's their own form of consciousness if we allow ourselves to think about consciousness beyond human realm and somehow these living beings manage to live peacefully together or not so peacefully but at least in some form of consensus and synergy the gut flora of our guts or if you consider like the cells we absorbed hundreds of millions of years back for example the mitochondria and some viral cells that became components of our bodies and replicated in pretty much every cell of our body what is it if it is not communalism and mutualism so from this perspective we can observe this now in ceremony we can learn more about spiritual form of mutualism and communality by observing the relationship we are building with the unseen world with the world of medicine and this all together allows us to learn about that like to look into that and this is the root of the ecology it's not emotional or sentimental concept of uh, let's save the whales or let's save the seals let's make something to repair the damage done to penguins or other cute animals because then we have to distinguish between cute animals and not so cute animals but it's more about developing the understanding that we actually have the same mother at the end of the day we share the same cells we are building a connection so this is the way how addictions are cured in traditional approach pretty much all around the traditions it's not about cutting the addiction itself because it's a compensatory mechanism and psychology knows all about it but it's rather to relearn the connection with what is being abused and relearning the connection with what is being abused is the way to restore the relationship so like we learn how to relate in a ceremony no spectators are allowed in a sense so like everyone is in service and this is important because agency increases through this process but we need to increase our agency because uh, it's really hard to achieve something of sustainable result uh, by only keeping a victim mentality of being abused by something so we are not abused by substances but we are actually abusing them actively and once we start believing this then we can be in service to ourselves and to others too then compassionate attitude leads to a more relaxed mind why because we don't have to think about how to keep our boundaries if we are compassion if we understand why compassion is of importance then we finally can relax and basically do not waste our resources on not being open now as well as we can mirror each other the coherence of the process increases as we have discussed before but then we start to learn this larger view a larger world for you and uh, start to cherish the connection to life and uh, this we can observe simultaneously and then once we can observe something simultaneously this becomes a tool of evolution because then evolution becomes uh, actually possible because uh, we've got a communal being that we care for so these are the couple of sketches about communality and reciprocity we actively work with this throughout our workshops and uh, but it can go way beyond that working with in other conditions and uh, setting up our communities 
and participating in whatever. If you keep this, this really helps us. Yet I'm going to conclude now. And uh, if you've got any questions, please go and ask me.